I'm Stephen Adams. This is Down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? <laughs> Nothing? Nightpod! Oh, it's a nightpod, Andrew. It is a nightpod. This is the... It's somehow become the part of the show where we announce to people that listen to it later what, what, what time, time we, we record and what yeah. day it is. But night pods are different. I've been up all day. I didn't just wake up. I'm drinking a Terminal Gravity Brewing Eagle Cap IPA, 6.1% ABV. Oh, wow. Andrew, I went to the store yesterday and mm-hmm. I picked out – or not yesterday. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> The weekend, and picked out this new IPA called Snail Bones. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, took it home. It didn't have the ABV on it, but I was like, I'm sure it's a six percent or whatever. I get it home. Turns out it's nine point eight percent. Oh, alcohol. dude, you got to watch out. I had two, and that was good. <laughs> it was heavy. Good. I'm glad you found out before before things got even even more. Oh, crazy. I took one sip and I was like, I'm Googling this. Something is wrong. <laughs> oh, just like something is wrong with Team USA. Oh, Alex. no, I can't. I, I Legitimately bummed that, I mean, I don't know if I was going to watch it anyways, but if I was going to watch it, it was because I really liked Aaron Fox. I know. And now he's not even in it. So you, you're, not, you're not into watching Kimball Walker take 20 shots a game? I'm not. I could. I've had the. I had the opportunity to do that for like the last seven years, and I never took him up on it. <laughs> never did. So I'm, I'm not going to start now. We were just talking about it pre-pod, and Team USA is basically best case scenario Hornets. Yeah, they're good Hornets. I mean, it just is. You got Kemba Walker, and I'm sure that they could have had the opportunity to draft guys like Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum and Derek White and Jalen Brown. Had things gone really well for them. They could have had this team. Like, they could have actually had this team. You can sign Brooke Lopez uh, last season to a minimum deal. And they're basically, this is best-case scenario Hornets playing for Team USA. It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I can't believe it. Like, Joe Harris is on this team. And, like, Joe Harris is good. Like, good shooter. Any other year, Joe Harris does just not make this roster. Kyle Kuzma. There's just no way Kyle Kuzma makes this roster any other year. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. And they had to call Mason Plumley. Like, yeah, you played on the team like eight years ago. Why don't you play again? It's just, it's nuts. It's totally nuts. Yeah. And the weird thing is that this team may not win. I mean, they um, might not. They may not. But it's not going to be like the 04 team. Because I feel like the 04 team, they were kind of like, no. it was like Stefan Marbury, like Iverson was on that team. Paul Pierce was on that team. They were good. Yeah. They they were good, but they were also like the example of like Americans think too much of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they kind of let it all go. That's not what this team is. Right. This team is just kind of like they're, they're scrappy but not fun scrappy. I guess Marcus <laughs> Smart is fun scrappy, but I told you before the pod like I would rather watch just a bunch of college guys. Yeah. 
be for like they would be team USA. That would be so much more entertaining because I wouldn't be expecting that much and it'd be more fun to root for. Whereas this team, I'm not expecting much and I don't really want to root for them either. I mean, who is even scrappy on the team besides Marcus Smart? I guess like Derek White, Mason Plumley. But like who else would you call scrappy? Mason Plumley is on this team? Yeah, I just said that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, uh, actually, like, none of these guys are scrappy. Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. Donovan Mitchell is kind of scrappy. And then you have, like, Mason Plumlee and Marcus Smart. Yes. Jason Tatum, not scrappy. Not Miles Turner. Not Kimba Walker. It's one of the least scrappy underdog USA teams ever. Ugh. It's gross. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I guess everyone thinks that Serbia... It's kind of like the the favorite. Are yep. they the favorite, or are we still the favorite? I'm sure the I'm sure Team USA is still the favorite because it, even the guys that we named, like they have the most depth of anybody in the mm, tournament. I'm gonna, like they've got I'm to look this up right now because they've got Jokic and Bogdanovic that plays for the Kings. They've got a good. They've got two good players, and I'm sure they've got other players that are good. But yeah. The U.S. is still number one, minus 240. Serbia is second with plus 350. And then there's a big gap to plus 1,000 for Greece. So it's really Serbia and the U.S. Yeah. It'd be interesting. They've got more cohesion than the U.S., I would guess. Except for there's like a ton of Celtics on this team. Which is funny because I think the Celtics are going to be like a pretty good, you know, East team. And that's like the best players on the Celtics. It's best best case scenario... Hornets and also just the current Celtics is what it is. But hey, if we win, that's a pretty good flex. Like we don't even need we just need one of our teams. Right. Like half of the Celtics <laughs> can beat the world. I know. And like you think about oh man, all these players have withdrawn. Like the best players to withdraw are Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, Dame, CJ, and James Harden, right? I guess like all those guys are awesome, but there's a bunch of other guys that you're like, oh, they withdrew. Like, who cares? Like, Paul Millsap withdrew. Okay, like whatever. PJ Tucker withdrew. Julius Randle withdrew. I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess maybe we're entering a, an era where people just don't care that much about Team USA anymore. It'll flip. I mean, the the opportunity to get a gold medal now. To, now, if De'Aaron Fox he backed out, does that mean mm-hmm. he cannot go back for the Olympics now? I don't know. I can't tell you that I know those specific rules. I feel like that was a thing, but I think it might just be you have to go to camp or like accept okay. they invite to camp or something like that. Because I do think there's something cool about getting a gold medal. Yeah, sure. It can be cool. I've decided that. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I would, if I could get a gold medal, I'd do it. Um, uh, Dennis Schroeder is playing for Germany, and he scored 33 points in a game. Oh, wow. Are you are you thinking maybe we should start him over Shea? <laughs> I don't know what to do with Dennis Schroeder. Honestly, when you think about this team, he's forgotten a lot. When when you like try to think about the structure of this team, what the Thunder are going to be, I feel like he's easy to forget. But he's and he's probably the third best point guard on the team. But he's still good, and he's still like probably one of the best five or six players on the team. And I just don't know what to do with that, where three of your best five players are point guards. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, I mean, this whole—I'm—I'm I'm so excited for this season, though. 
Yeah. Because of questions like that. And I just, I feel very little pressure going into the season. I mean, I shouldn't feel pressure anyways. (laughs) I have no relationship to this team other than it's my favorite team. But I'm just, I'm just going in feeling relaxed. Like, let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm just kicking back, Andrew. I know. I hope that they can trade him to somebody that will actually be able to play him. Or, I mean, they could play three guard lineups and they could play Schroeder kind of you can mix and match him a little bit with the other guards, but that's where that's where I'm just like, where does Terrence Ferguson play? Because if you start Shea and you play Dennis Schroeder a lot, like Ferguson could possibly play less than he did last year just because of that. Yeah, for sure. Unless you think that Shea can play some three against smaller teams. You can probably Sorry. play... <laughs> Hank just came down here. Hank disagrees about playing Shea at the three. Uh, Hank's fired up right now because we just bought uh, two – I should say adopted. I shouldn't say bought. We adopted two guinea pig sisters. Oh, yeah. Did you name them? uh, So they were pre-named, but apparently they're not smart enough to know that, so we are allowed to change it. Mm -hmm. So their their names right now are uh, P – wait, I don't remember. (laughs) P? Patch, Patch is one. Okay. Patch and and pumpkin? I don't know. Pumpkin patch? Maybe. Oh. Peanut. Peanut and patch. Okay. But we're we're gonna change them. So I got some great suggestions from Twitter about yeah. some thunder related. I really liked as like just simple names, Shay and Ferg. I really liked that. Okay, yeah. That was a good one. Um but there were some other good ones. Sorry to derail it. It was more Hank's fault though. Play my dog. <laughs> uh you know what else is derailing to me? Baseball season. And it's yes. in full swing, and you can place a wager on baseball, um, and it's never full been swing. easier with the best odds at betonline.ag. This week, I'm watching, in fact, I'm watching right now, Toronto versus the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Dodgers are up 5-2 to two at the bottom of the fourth. Uh, but wait, can you believe that the NFL preseason is actually underway, Alex? Did you watch any preseason? Um, yes, I'm aware of it, and I watched 10 minutes of one. All right. To celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season. Get into the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Okay, Alex. Anything else? Woo! Anything else? Nothing thunder related happening in the world? Um, did you nothing. read? Did you read Brett's article on Shea? We talked about it on Monday, but it just yeah. like, has gotten me just irrationally excited for for the yeah, Shea era. Super excited. Yeah, Shea just seems. I in fact, I've never bought an NBA jersey. Oh, I just never oh, had one. No. Nothing nothing against jerseys. I just probably look dumb in them, and so I've never <laughs> bought one. But his jersey is so goofy looking anyways yeah. that I thought he might be my first. He might be the first jersey I buy. Because it's so funny, even totally separate from who it is as a player. Mm-hmm. I just like how many uh, letters are on it. Which one would you buy? Like Which like jersey would you buy? I mean, the one I like the most is the Sunset the yeah. new sunsets, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know if I would look cool in that. I mean, well, I know I wouldn't look cool in any of these. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe the 
I'm starting. I'm coming around on the blue ones, to be honest. Okay. That, that just say Thunder. Yeah. I think I saw it was a, the rookie shoot, the rookie photo shoot. Yeah. And I think Baisley was wearing yeah, the yeah. Thunder one. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was like, oh, actually, that looks better when it just says Thunder. It does look less crowded. So I don't know. Maybe that. It's just it's just something I'm throwing out there, Andrew. I'm getting that's how excited I am about Shea that I'm willing to throw down for a jersey. What about a jersey? I've owned jerseys, but no. Okay. I Excuse need to graduate. Me. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna start breaking down the Western Conference. I think we're breaking started, it down. Starting with the Golden State Warriors, correct? That is correct. Okay, let's do it. Golden State Warriors, fifty-seven and twenty-five last year, first in the Western Conference. They're over/under this year, forty-nine and a half. Why did they fall off, Andrew? Well, they lost some guys. They lost Quinn Cook. That's why. Key additions, D'Angelo Russell, Willie Cauley-Stein, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson III, former Thunder player Alec Burks. Key losses, aforementioned Quinn Cook, DeMarcus Cousins, Jordan Bell, Sean Livingston, Jonas Jerebko, Andrew Bogut, and Andre Gudala. No one else I could find. So their over-under is 49.5. Now coming into this, Andrew, I was prepared to not just take the over but to lock it in. Okay. Because I felt like people were underrating how good Stephen Curry is. And I was like, this guy, like, the, the, the who cares who's around him? Like, if you have him and Draymond and just some normal guys, mm-hmm. like, that's going to be a really good team. We're talking about a top five player, a back-to-back MVP. But then I started going through this roster. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, now I'm like, eh. I think 48 or 49 would actually be like pretty good for them. That's a good number. They yeah. might have they might have to play Eric Pascal. Yes, they might have to play Eric Pascal. They might they might bring in a guy named Roy Marble. <laughs> Roy Marble. So now I'm starting to think I might I might go under, which I was actually going to be like a big Golden State guy, but looking at mm-hmm. this roster, man, I don't like it. Yeah. Because who do they start? I, Steph, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Willie Cauley-Stein, and then who do they start with them? Glenn Robinson? Alfonso? Burks, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Alfonso McKinney? Does he probably, start? Yeah, probably Alfonso McKinney, yeah. Dude, I don't now, Andrew, know. I actually, I actually have a new game for you. Okay. For the Western Conference. Instead of Crystal Ball, which last time I asked you to predict something... This is a variation of that. It's called none, one, or both. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to give you two scenarios. You're going to tell me if none of them are going to happen, one of them is going to happen, or both are going to happen. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the two scenarios for the Warriors. Stephen Curry averages 30 points per game. Mm-hmm. Second scenario, D'Angelo Russell is traded before February. None, one, or both? One. And which one? I think Steph Curry will average 30 points a game. Really? So did you know the most he's ever averaged is 30.1 points per game in the 2015-16 season? Mm-hmm. That's I mean, who, his most. Who else scores on this team? Steph Curry, Russell. Who else? Alec Burks. Alec Burks. 
like that's the third name we get to. I mean, honestly, like who else? Like you, it's true. You giving you giving some shots to Amari Spellman? You're gonna again take, take a shot at Jordan am, Poole? Like what are I'm we now doing? Taking here? the under. <laughs> I mean, for real, he's gonna have to. I mean, he could score thirty five a game, and I wouldn't be surprised, right? Because so you have mean, to you have to get to like a hundred points. Like who's gonna do this? How are they gonna do this? So that means that you think they're gonna stick with D'Angelo the whole year. Um, I do. Yeah, sure. Okay. So my NBA smart guy take, originally I was going Eric Peshkal mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I Googled his name and the first five articles were like, uh, the Warriors might have got a secret gem in Eric Peshkal. <laughs> uh, but then I've decided it's actually Glenn Robinson the third. Okay. Yeah, that feels right. Here's some trivia for you, Andrew. Without looking, how many seasons has Glenn Robinson the third played in the NBA? Without looking. <sighs> Four? Five. He's entering his sixth season in the NBA. That's not how many, right. How many teams has he played for? Five. Wow. That's actually exactly right. Okay. He's played for <laughs> – this is his fifth team. He played for Minnesota, Detroit, Indiana, and Philly, and now he's playing for the Warriors. What is his highest points total for a single game? <laughs> for a single game. Uh, his career high. Six. Whoa, that's offensive. He's better than that. Okay. Thirteen twenty in a game. Oh, he Scored did. Okay. That's surprising. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like I've I've heard about Glenn Robinson when I used to listen to Dunk Don, and they used to like him quite a bit. But I, I mean, I have no clue. Like I don't. I'm no, not I, watching I Glenn agree, Robinson I, tape. And maybe it's this is some like. Maybe this is some leftovers, like you're saying, from listening to Dunked On five years ago. Yeah. But I still associate him with being like a 21-year-old young guy, mm-hmm. scrappy second rounder. Oh, he's really playing above his head. Like, <laughs> Apparently, he's an old guy now. He's an old guy. He's 25. He's an old guy. So are you? what do you think? Over or under 49 and a half for the Warriors? Oh, man. It depends so much on health because I still very much believe in Steph Curry, Draymond Green. That combo. Me too. I just I really believe that those guys are great. And I feel like Draymond has was very, very good in the playoffs. And it depends on what kind of shape he's in. If he comes in to camp in the same shape he was last year, it's a hard under. You know? I mean, there's just no way you can get away with uh, a slightly tubby Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Uh, I'll probably take the under just because night in, night out help. The health of Steph Curry, which has been shaky uh, in the last few years. So I'll take the under just because of that. And I just don't know, like, like what does D'Angelo Russell do with this team? Let's say Steph goes out. Like, they're screwed, right? Like, D'Angelo Russell can't yes. carry this team at all. Because you're right, you get past Steph... D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. Then, like, the next best player is, like, maybe Willie Colley Stein, but we don't even know what he is. Like, what is he? Like, what is he as an NBA player? I have no clue, dude. I have no idea. And then, like, you get down to, like, Jacob Evans. Like, you have this, like, crew of, like, wings that are Jacob Evans, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson, Alfonso McKinney. Like, like, oh, I get, we should shout out Kevon Looney. He's a player. Yeah, Kevon Looney's good. At a position where you're, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Might be a good year to take Draymond Green early in fantasy drafts, though. 
he's he could be he could average a triple double. I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool. We like those here in Oklahoma City in particular. No, I mean he. I like this team, especially come playoff time. You shorten the rotation. I'm sure they're going to pick up somebody. I'll, you know, during the year they'll make a trade. They'll do something. But if you go to the playoffs with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, like that's that's a scary team to play. And yeah, they sure. could they could make a push for West Finals or even the I mean they could make the finals. Like you could make the finals with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and they've proven that in the past. And if both can play at a good level or at a high level, uh, they've got a chance. And I'm. I wouldn't underestimate them come playoff time. I would not want to play this. It's going to be weird because they may go into the playoffs as like the fifth seed or seventh seed or something, and it's going to suck for the other team that like has worked so hard to like get the four seed and like, oh, well, you drew the Warriors. Good luck playing these guys come playoff time because they're still going to be really good. Okay, you ready for the number two? Let's do it. Denver Nuggets. 54 and 28 last year, second in the Western Conference. They're over under this year, 52 and a half. Again, we're using the Westgate Sportsbook over unders, 52 and a half. So they could lose one more game than last year. Their key additions, Jeremy Grant and PJ Dozier, two former Thundermen. I didn't know they got PJ Dozier. Yeah, I didn't either. Key losses, Trey Lyles, Tyler Lydon, a favorite of yours, Isaiah Thomas. So the Nuggets, of all the teams in the West, is there a team that has more continuity than the Nuggets? Uh, no, there's not. I don't think that is. So, so then the question is, for a team that finished second last year and the team that finished in first, they're, they're much more weakened. Mm-hmm. How much does that how much should we value that continuity? And you could argue that they in fact upgraded with the Jeremy Grant pick. I mean their their starting lineup could be upgraded. Do you think they'll start Jeremy Grant over Paul Millsap or will they big, bring Jeremy off the bench? I I don't know. I have no idea honestly. I have no idea either. I have no pulse for that. I hadn't thought about it until right when I said it. <laughs> and we know that like Jeremy's fine either way, which is like Super great for this team. And like another reason why I'm just taking, like, lock in the over for me. Lock it. Yeah, I think I want the over too. I don't want to make any bold proclamations about where they might finish, but when you see there are three teams in the Western Conference whose over under is higher than the Nuggets, that that is 54 and a half. And we'll get Mm -hmm. to two of those today. The third one is the Clippers. But I don't think the Nuggets are the fourth seed in the Western Conference. So I. I got to think that they're going to hit the over on this. Yeah. I'm I'm taking a hard over because you add Jeremy Grant to that team, it was something that they were missing. Like they were missing like a a guy that can defend really anybody. Like he defended point guards at times and he's played center for the Thunder and he's such a perfect fit next to Jokic. He proved that he has the ability to hit a corner 3. He he's just perfect for this team. In so many ways, and in the locker room, like he's he's just great. He's going to fit in great, and he's going to help them in in the locker room, on the court, everything. And they got him for basically they didn't have to give up anything that was contributing to their team this year. You I know, mean, what my NBA smart guy take was going to be. Hmm. 
Jeremy Grant trade was low-key the most important move of free agency. Wow. That isn't very smart. But it kind of is, though. Like, Jeremy Grant's really good. I mean, if you think that Denver is a contender and you like Jeremy Grant, like, them bringing him on without losing any of their key pieces is a really significant move. It's huge. And, like, you look at their depth. Like, we talked about the Warriors' non-depth, like, Stop me when you get to a player that's below average. Paul Millsap, Jokic, Gary Harris, Mason Plumley. Yeah, maybe that's a guy, but whatever. He's good. Like, it's a great backup. He's a backup center. He's one of the best backup centers in the league. Will Barton, Jeremy Grant, Jamal Murray, um, Malik Beasley. Maybe that's where you get there, but like, he's still good. Monte yeah. Morris, like, he's still good. And then, like, you get to, like, uh, watch a Hernan Gomez. We have no idea what we're expecting from Michael Porter this year. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is a guy that you would say is below average because he hasn't really done much and he's had tons of injuries. But like they have depth everywhere, and the uh, to me the only thing that that is going to hurt this team this year is like expectations. You know, like the expectation to win fifty five games, the expectation to do all these things that they haven't done before. Like they're going to be expected to do it now. Last year, it was cool that they got where they where they did, and I was like, "Oh, congratulations! Oh man, you lost in Game Seven, man, and that's tough." But you know what, man, you got a lot of up and coming guys. Like this is so cool, and this next year, it's like, okay, that's not cool anymore. Like they need to win. Oh, we got Jeremy Grant. Cool, great, we're ready now. And so it's going to be a, there's going to be a ton of expectations there. But you know, Jokic is only twenty four. Gary Harris is only twenty five. Jamal Murray, 22. Like, these guys are going to get better. Yeah. I was going to say their number one pro and number one con is probably their youth. Yeah. Because people worry about whether a team this young can go deep in the playoffs. But on the other on the other hand, they have so much untapped ceiling, mm-hmm. like so much potential, with some, especially like with someone like Michael Porter Jr., who we yeah. just like know nothing about, and he didn't even matter last year, mm-hmm. and they were still the second seed and made it to the second round against the Blazers. So, all right, Andrew, none, one, or both. First scenario, Michael Porter Jr. plays in at least 50 games this year. Mm -hmm. Second scenario, a Nugget wins a major award. So that means Jokic for MVP or maybe Defensive Player of the Year, probably not, a Michael Porter (laughs) Jr. Rookie of the Year or maybe a Jeremy Grant Sixth Man of the Year. Hmm. So none, one, or both? I'm going to say none. Okay, so you don't think Michael Porter Jr. will play in at least 50 games, and you don't think a Nugget will win a major award? I'm not betting on that. I'm not betting on any any of those things. Well, you've already locked it in, Andrew. (laughs) It's locked in. I've already already swiped your credit card. The the one that I would bet on, if I were to bet on a major award, like the only one is Jokic for MVP. Like if they won sixty two games, and they were clearly the best team in the Western Conference in the regular season, you know maybe the Bucks take a step back because they they lost some guys in the off season and Wes Matthews can't move anymore. You know, like Jokic could win the MVP. Like that's I think that's a thing, and he's yeah. that good and has proven to be that good. And if he shows up in shape and motivated to win, like that guy has the a crazy skill level on the offensive end. If he's a little bit more aggressive as a scorer, like he could get there. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't doubt that. I don't think it'll happen. That's why I'm saying none, but 
Yeah, I had to think about it a little bit just because of that. Now, my trivia, uh, it's our weekly thing where I tell you why or how a player ended up in the league. This week, it's how did Will Barton end up in the league? Okay. So this goes all the way back to the 2011 draft night. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because this was a Daryl Morey trade. Oh. And I want to spell this trade out for you because I had forgotten this trade, and it's a weird trade. So the Houston Rockets traded Brad Miller, Mm -hmm. the 23rd pick that year, the 38th pick that year, and a 2013 first-rounder to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. Now, before I tell you who they got back, let me tell you about those picks first. So the 23rd pick turned out to be Nikola Miritich. Pretty good. The 38th pick turned out to be Chandler Parsons. Hmm. Now you're saying to yourself, wait a second. Chandler Parsons played for the Rockets. Didn't you just say they traded that pick away? They did. But when Parsons became available during the draft, the Rockets actually went back to the Wolves and bought the pick back from them. (laughs) That they had just traded so that they could take Chandler Parsons. That's weird. I didn't remember that. And then lastly, the 2013 first-round pick that they traded would become none other than Andre Robertson. (laughs) Now, who did the Rockets get for all this? They traded two first-round picks and a second-round pick. What did they get? Johnny Flynn, Domantas Montayunas, and a 2012 second-rounder. That second-rounder would later be traded to the Blazers with Johnny Flynn and Hashim Thabit for Marcus Camby. And the second rounder would become Will Bart. Wow. Yeah. What a journey. What a journey. That's a weird trade. That is a weird trade. A couple they gave up a lot for Johnny Flynn. A couple weird bad trades for Daryl. Yes. Very weird. Very bad. Um, now the team that drafted Will Barton, the three seed last year, the Portland Trailblazers. Fifty three and twenty nine. Again, fifty three and twenty nine. They're over under this year. 46 and a half. Wow, the disrespect. The disrespect. Nate Jones is going to be furious. (laughs) (laughs) The key additions. Nasir Little, Kent Bazemore, Hassan Whiteside, my boy Anthony Tolliver, Mario Hazonia, Pau Gasol. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Key losses. Seth Curry, Al Farouk Amino, Ennis Cantor, Jake Lehman, Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, Myers Leonard, you're probably thinking to yourself, wow, I know all those guys. Yeah, Portland lost six of their top ten in minutes played last season, and that doesn't include Ennis Cantor. <laughs> that seems significant, right? That seems significant. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, is it so significant that they're going to lose more than six games? Are they going to go from 53 wins to 46 or less wins? I don't I don't think so. I think they'll be over. I think this team is for whatever reason very easy to underestimate. And it's been that way for years. And it's every year it's like, oh, they outperform what people think. Like when are we going to understand like how good Damon CJ are? And I cuz it's not like those other guys they lost, yeah, they were top in minutes, but they they weren't that good. Like they just weren't that good. Like those guys are not that good. Well, I mean, they're a little good. They're a little good. The only problem I have with this team right now is like who plays the four? That's my I guess it's gonna be Collins. 
I mean, and I like would it be? and I like Zach Collins. Like Zach Collins is good, and I didn't want them to sign Cantor because I wanted them to play Collins. I thought that Collins, I'd rather have those developmental minutes for him. And I still maybe still feel that way. Like they, I mean, they beat the Thunder in five, so it's not like I mean maybe they still could have done that with Zach Collins. Um, Cantor played a huge role for them. It was awesome for them, but still, like I think Zach Collins has a a real future in this league. Um, but they're, I mean, they're going to have to play Anthony Tolliver and Zach Collins, right? And that's why this yeah. team is like a, a great candidate to get Gallinari. And if they could get yeah, Gallinari on this team, like that's a dangerous team. You have Dame, CJ, Gallinari, like that's a great team. That's a great they, team. They still are missing wings in a significant way. We, yeah. we talked about this previously, but like... Being between six six and six nine, they lost a ton of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like Aminu, Turner, Harkless, and to a lesser extent, Jake Lehman. Mm-hmm. But they really don't have. I mean, Kent Bazemore is going to be their starting small forward, and he's not really. He's like six five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think they still need to get a wing long term, and maybe I don't know Nasir Little. He's six six, right? Yeah, he's 19. I don't know. And he <laughs> yeah. fell really far in the draft, and I don't quite understand why. I didn't understand on draft night, but sometimes those guys surprise. But I I just wouldn't count on Nasir Little to do anything on this roster. I just I just wouldn't. Maybe he does, but I just I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think – like you have Kent Bazemore, Rodney Hood, Anthony Simons will play on the wing. I mean, they, they – I guess they signed Mario Hazonia. I don't know what the expectation for him is. He's like a wing type player. I don't know, man. I don't know that so that he that Nasir Little is is better than any of those guys, really. And I know Hazonia's disappointed, but like he's still played in the league, uh, and so right. I don't know. If you, if you are going to take the over, I think one reason you would is the durability of their backcourt. Mm-hmm. So Dame has never missed more than nine games in a season. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's he's nuts. played eighty or more games four out of the seven seasons. Eighty, wow. and CJ has played eighty or more games three of the past four seasons. That's insane. All, all that said, I'm <laughs> taking the under. Okay, why are you taking the under? Because I just don't like their depth this year. I yeah. I, I think that the guys they lost, while none of them individually were that good, mm-hmm. they were all NBA rotation players. And it's true that, like, Kent Bazemore is a rotation player. Mm-hmm. Tolliver is a rotation player. Whiteside is going to be fine probably until Nurkic gets back. They get Rodney Hood for the whole year. They do get Rodney <laughs> Sure. Rodney Hood. He was good who, for them. He was really good for them. Yes, he was good for them last year. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's a guarantee that he just, like, keeps it up. Yeah. When he's been – like, I don't think last year is – that means that we can project that that's what he's going to be for the rest of his career. And I just think the the depth on the wing that they've lost is really significant, yeah. especially in the West. And so I'm going to go under. doesn't mean they're going to be terrible. Last year – do you remember last year their over-under was like 42 and a half or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was so easy. Oh, my gosh. I should have put real money on that. 
Ugh, I should have bet my wife's 401k. <laughs> I'm just done underestimating them. And maybe that's just this is just me protecting myself. But I feel it like is. I feel like I've underestimated them almost every year. They're the new Spurs. And it's just it comes down to they've got Damon CJ. Nurkic will be back at some point. They've got Zach Collins, who I believe in. I think that guy's awesome. Uh and like Kent Bazemore and Rodney Hood are rotation players. Like they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Good for you. You can take the over, I'll take the under. <laughs> okay. <laughs> NBA smart guy. This I think has to be Oh. It's our obvious. like Pascal Siakam yeah. Memorial Award. He is he is for 2019-2020 season. Anthony Simons has to be the smart guy of the NBA. He is. There's no question that it's Anthony Simons. Has to be. Now, none one or both. Scenario one, Anthony Simons averages at least 20 minutes per game. Okay. okay. Scenario two, Hassan Whiteside plays meaningful playoff minutes for the Blazers. Oh, man. Um, shoot. I don't know. what it, I'm trying to look at Anthony Simons. So as a comparison, right Seth Curry, who kind of played that Anthony Simons role last year, he played yeah. 18 minutes a game. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I would say none, none. I think that you're, you're doubting the smart guy. Whiteside's a trade candidate for them, I believe. Because I don't think you want to. You're not going to say, okay, great, you started all these and played, started and played all these minutes. Now we want to just put you on the bench. I got. He's not a guy that's. I think he's going to be super happy about that. So I think they'd probably like to move on from him. Uh, if possible. Uh, and then Simon's, man, he, you know how many total points he scored last year? Well, he scored like 40 in that one game, so I'll guess like 60. <laughs> he scored 75 points in the whole yeah. season. He took 63 shots the whole season. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what evidence we have that this guy is that great. A lot of people are telling us. I know people are telling us he did he did some things at summer league, but the uh, guys doing stuff at summer league just I just ignore it. I just ignore it for the most part. I don't, I don't know. He man. should be on Team USA. He should be on USA. That would honestly get me excited. <laughs> I would watch him for any uh, on Team USA. I know, okay, man. this is the hardest trivia question I've ever had. Andrew Portland is paying dead money to three players this season. Can you name any of them? Oh shoot. Dead money. So this means guys that they have stretched and waved. Stretched and waved. I was about to say stretch and wove. (laughs) Stretch and waved. uh, Or guys they cut, whatever. Yeah. Three guys. And their names you know and love. Uh, Gerald Wallace. (laughs) It's a good guess, but no. (laughs) Andrew Nicholson. Okay. Remember him? Yeah. Anderson Varejao. And Festus Azili, two former Warrior centers. Okay, yeah, I are still paying for Festus. I don't remember Varejao at all. And in I fact, that one Andrew all. Nicholson is making a decent amount of money. He's making like two point six million dollars this year. <laughs> That's crazy. So good for him. Yeah, that is crazy. Oh, that was that was in the the Nets deal, right? What deal? Did that was do? in the Nets deal. Oh, that was in the oh dirt. That was in the um, Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was a good one. Would have never gotten there. <laughs> well, I didn't expect you to. The next one, the next trivia. Ooh, actually, the next section, Andrew, we are at the fourth seed. 
the Houston Rockets. Oh, man. 53-29 and 29 last year, fourth in the Western Conference. Over under this year, 54.5. I will spoil this. They are tied with the Jazz and the Clippers for the highest mm. over under in the Western Conference. Key additions, four former lottery picks. Let's name them off. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Tyson Chandler, Ben McLemore, Anthony Bennett. <laughs> All of them former lottery picks. Key losses, Chris Paul, Kenneth Fareed, and Nene. Mm-hmm. I have decided okay. that I, first of all, 54 and a half is pretty high. It's pretty high. On the... You know, if if you want to make the case for Houston, you would say, well, they started off really slow last year. Mm-hmm. If they'd just been average at the beginning of the last season, they would have easily won like 56, 57 games. Apparently, all of the analytical models, so like 538, Kevin Pelton, they all have the Rockets ranked as the number one team in the West. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening right now on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with the over. Mm-hmm. Don't feel great about it, but I feel actually pretty confident about it. I'm taking the over, too. I think they're, they're going to be a very, very good regular season team. Like You've got Russ, James Harden, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker. Austin Rivers is good. Uh, Gerald Green can do some crazy things in the regular season that will win you a game or two. Uh, Danuel House. As a guy that will play rotation minutes for them. Yes, he will. Like, that's enough. That's enough players right there. Right? Like you don't have to like like this time Ben Mclemore cool. Like they don't need him. They don't need to they don't not counting on Ben Ben Mclemore to do things. They're not counting on Anthony Bennett to do things. You know, and if they do, great. If they don't, it doesn't really matter. Because you've got guys in you know in those positions already in Austin Rivers and House and Gerald Green that have proven like they belong on the NBA court. Uh, but yeah, regular season they're gonna crush people. <laughs> they're gonna crush a ton of teams. Now, did you see uh, PJ Tucker's quote today? No. They asked him about what happened this summer, and he said, "We lost a great player. We got a great player. We got a lot of guys back. We still got a core of our team. You know, it is what it is." <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. He said, "It's the NBA." Changes are made. All you do is look at yourself and your teammates, keep your eyes on the next season, and try to go after it. So now I plan to do that this year. <laughs> Sounds like someone who's really pumped about Russell Westbrook being on the team. <laughs> it is what it is. That's what I always say when people ask me about something that I'm really excited about. I know. <laughs> say, hey, how was your vacation? Oh, it is what it is. It is what it is. You excited about your new job? Oh, it is what it is. <laughs> Dude, that is weird. You know, hey, Alex, you know I heard old... you just won the lottery. Oh, man, it is what it is. <laughs> that is strange. Uh, you know how weird. old PJ Tucker is? I think if I was honestly guessing, I would say 36. He's 34. Ooh, that was close. That feels old for a guy that they're going to count on to do so many things. That's true. Are you are you wavering now? Are you about to go? No, under no, 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 no. I'm not wavering. I just what I do waver on is like the long term sustainability of this particular roster. Oh, 
let me get to none one or none. I wish it was none one or done. I wish it the third <laughs> one arrived. Okay, none one or both. None one or both. Scenario one: James Harden finishes top three in MVP voting. Okay. okay. Scenario two: Eric Gordon is on the Rockets in March. You're saying to yourself, "Well, why would you say that? Why would you? Why would Eric Gordon not be on the Rockets in March?" Listen to this. He is in the final year of his deal, making 14 million. He is the best tradable asset on the team. He could get significantly paid next summer. He's going to be 31, but we all know about the 2020 free agency class. It's not good. Draymond was going to be the star, and now he's signed his extension. Red 94. Are you familiar with him on Twitter? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've I've, I've watched his journey on like. Yeah, hating Russell now to being excited about Russell. If you're gonna follow one Rockets fan Twitter, I recommend Red ninety four. He's my favorite. Ben DeBose a little too Homer for me. Yeah, Red ninety four reminds me of myself, but he likes the Rockets. But he said the one urgent situation that no one is talking about is that the Rockets absolutely have to either extend or trade Eric Gordon. They cannot afford to lose him for nothing next summer, given their financial situation. He also said, you're in a situation right now where, as things stand, an Eric Gordon trade is your only vehicle for improvement. That's just unacceptable, given the option that could have easily been engineered if costs weren't a concern. So this is something that he's been talking about a lot, which is that, like, they're going to have to pay the tax eventually. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to have to lose Eric Gordon for nothing. And if you're serious about the Rockets being a title contender, you're going to want Eric Gordon on that on this team, and that's even more of a priority now that you've swapped out CP3 for Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need a shooter on the wing. Have to. So if that's what it is, if if it is what it is, Andrew, <laughs> you got to extend him. Like you have to extend Eric Gordon. You can't risk him getting to this 2020 free agency class where some random team could just give him a ton of money. They could give him like a J.J. Redick deal mm-hmm. over two years and just give him a blow-up deal. Like, you have to do it now. And they haven't done it. What kind of trade do you make with Eric Gordon, though? Well, the, the so the thing is, like, they have their first-round pick for next year. Mm-hmm. So they obviously have that in a trade. But if they're going to trade an expiring, the only legitimate expiring contract they have is Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. They have three minimums, which is like Tyson Chandler, Anthony Bennett, and Gerald Green. Hmm. But the only decent-sized expiring they have is Eric Gordon. So if they're going to make a trade for something better long-term, like if they don't want to pay Eric Gordon $20 million a year, then they're going to have to trade him. Yeah. You do like Eric Gordon and a first-round pick for Justice Winslow? I don't know about – well, maybe. Yeah. But, something but like, like that but like realistically like are you getting much better than that you're getting Maybe a deal that's not. much better than that because i don't think like air gordon's good but what team that has valuable assets or a better player is going to trade them that player you know for eric gordon yeah i mean we would have done it last year gosh yeah. i would love gordon He's really good. And like and then if you want a better player than Eric Gordon, like let's say they wanted Gallinari. You'd be like, Okay, yeah, give us another first round pick and Eric Gordon. Cool. Like you're not close to the money. Right. 
and there's no way to get there. There's actually like no way to get there because you're not trading anybody else. Like you're not trading him with PJ Tucker to get Gallinari. You're exactly. Not so you have to extend him, but they haven't extended him. You can't let him get to free agency, Andrew. It's too risky. It's risky. Yeah. And maybe he so, won't accept. Maybe he doesn't want to accept an extension. Like if you're his agent, are you saying like, oh yeah, accept an extension? He's like, no, like I could make $25 million from an idiot team next summer. Yeah, I mean, so Red94 suggests he was like, I'd be totally cool if they extended him for three years, 60 million, because then he, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook would all expire at the exact same time. Yeah. And that would make sense. And you go into the tax a little bit, but I mean, he's making 14 million now, so it's not like that big of a jump for Eric Gordon. Yeah. But they're, they're, a team might pay more than that. They might. Yeah. It would not be smart, but they might do it. Like a team that feels like they're right there. Like Dallas. Like, oh, we're right there. Like, we have all this cap space. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you were Dallas, I don't know how it works. I haven't looked at their cap, so don't get on to me. I don't know But, like, two years, 50 million for Eric Gordon? Yeah. Say, hey, we want to bring him in for the short amount of time. He's going to be – it's his 31 and 32-year-old season. Mm -hmm. I could see it. Okay, so, Andrew, none, one, or both. James Harden finishes top three in MVP voting, and then Eric Gordon is on the Rockets in March. Both. Both. Okay. Wow. I think it's both. I just don't think that there's a trade out there. Like, like best case scenario, you get Justice Winslow. Is that really an upgrade for that team? Like, I don't think it really is. It might not be an upgrade, but if they're thinking financially, it would be an upgrade financially. Because he's locked into a longer-term contract at a lower number. He's shown he can hit a three. He'd basically be a rich man's Daniel House. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody going to guard him? I guess is the real question. Because you have Russell and Clint Capella out there in your closing lineup. You have to have somebody else out there that you have to guard. Because if you're going to sag off of Justice Winslow and Russell Westbrook, like you've destroyed what the Rockets do best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you could you can function fine with Russell out there and Eric Gordon and James Harden and PJ Tucker. Like you have to guard those other three guys, and you can get you can put the ball in Russell's hands, and he's going to be able to create a lot for them. But if you put, I just I don't, and I maybe you do, maybe you do guard Justice Winslow. I don't know. I know he shot a good percentage, but like so did Jeremy Grant, and you no one guarded Jeremy Grant, you know. So I don't know if he's that guy. And maybe I'm – I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But if – to me, it's a risk. If you're getting a guy back that you're just like, yeah, maybe you can sag off of him in the playoffs, then it's not worth it to me. Because, I mean, honestly, this team, you're talking about, oh, he has to do this for the next few years. Do like – I don't know how many years that you have at, like, Russell at his peak level. It's like a, something that we talked about. Like how how much longer does this actually last? You know, because Russell lost a little bit last year, and he had to do different things last year. And how much longer do you have with these guys? I mean, you have to take every shot that you can, because if you like deplete your team even a little bit this year to sustain it for the next three years, like we've seen those kind of moves happen with the Thunder, and it hurt them every time. And you'd rather just go for it. Like if like this year with with Kevin Durant out of the picture, like 
there's lots of teams that have a chance to go win a title, including Houston. And I just don't think that you can give that up because you would rather have a guy at $14 million for the next few years that's still pretty good. Like, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I think Eric Gordon's a guy that can make shots. That you have to guard him. You can't leave him. Uh, that's, I just wouldn't do it. I'd rather keep him and risk the free agency stuff. I would. Andrew, I'm very excited about, the, actually, first, the NBA smart guy take. I got to give myself credit for this. I've been hyping this guy for forever. <laughs> I think it's Daniel House. It is. It's got to be Daniel. Daniel House Jr., excuse me. He's my guy. Yeah, who and, else would uh, it be? Gary Clark? Maybe Gary. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a smart Gary, guy. Gary Clark is a B-side. Yeah, he is. So I think it's Daniel House. Okay, the trivia, Andrew. It's all about Russell Westbrook. Top 10 Russell Westbrook trivia questions. Okay. Now, before I get started, there's 12 of them. Okay. There's a lot of people on Twitter right now, Andrew, who are claiming to be huge Russell Westbrook fans, okay? <laughs> Correct. All right? They love Russell. And they're going to follow Russell to the ends of the earth. And the ends of the earth is Houston. <laughs> and these people are really excited about Houston season. They're turning into Rockets fans. So this is my challenge to those people, if you're listening out there. You have to answer at least six of these questions right to consider yourself a Russell Westbrook fan. So you can send your answers to me, and you have to get six of them right. And if you don't get six right, then you're not a Russell Westbrook fan. You can't talk about the Rockets on my timeline. <laughs> I don't want to see it. And I'm giving you two extra questions. So you really just have to get half of them, Andrew. Okay. Now, now these first four, they're digit answers, so I'm going to give you a leeway of three on either side. Okay, first question, okay. how many 40-point games has Russell Westbrook had? Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, I thought you were a Westbrook fan, man. Oh, man. I thought you were a big Russ fan. Am I, am I, am I, am I in, your, in your mentions a lot about Russell? <laughs> yeah, this, is, I'm just, this whole section is me subtweeting you. Uh, 50 Andrew that's exactly right no it's not yeah it is <laughs> isn't that crazy it's exactly 50 that is weird you nailed it you're I'm, a huge fan a huge you already fan. got one right nailed it <laughs> okay that's dumb luck is what that is hey classic of Russell Westbrook though for a round number record to end up with a round number. <laughs> I know. That's kind of what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> okay, next one. Number, how many 50-point games has Russell Westbrook had? 12. Wow, Andrew. Way overshot. He only had six. Oh, okay. Only five in the regular season, only one in the postseason. That was actually against the Rockets. He had a 50-point triple-double. Mm-hmm. How many 20 assist games did Russell Westbrook have in his career thus far? Four. Very close. It was five. Okay. So I'm, I'm giving you that one. So that's two. How many games did Russell Westbrook have over his entire career so far with 10 or more turnovers? Oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> Uh, 73. 
The answer <laughs> 73. The answer is 10. You're a hater now. Oh, I'm such a hater. I was just thinking of like his first few seasons like, oh shoot. Yeah. In fact, most of those were the last 2 years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. How many was okay. what was the number? 7? It was 10. 10. Yeah. Oh boy. Another round number. 73. <laughs> yeah, 73. Jeez. Jerk. <laughs> all right. These next questions are all from a Royce Young article that was published on ESPN back in 2016 about uh, unique facts about Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you probably read this article, so you should have these answers somewhere in the depths of your brain. Yeah. First question. What food does Russell Westbrook eat before every game? Peanut butter jelly. That is correct. You're up to three. Bonus question, what flavor of jelly? Strawberry. Correct. Wow. Andrew, you're a real Russ lover. <laughs> Cut into triangles. Yeah. That, wow, that's true, and it's also on wheat bread. Toasted. <laughs> all right, next question. Well, you might know all. Now I'm worried that you know all of these. What, I, don't, what is his, I might not. I don't know. What is his favorite number? Oh, I mean, you'd say zero, but I don't know. It was four. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, Nick Collison was four. He was. was that, is, that, is that right? He okay. was, yeah. I wonder, but I don't remember what Russell was at UCLA. Was he zero there as well? Yeah, he was. Okay. Just gave no one any information. Did not solve that <laughs> riddle. About <laughs> why that was his favorite number. Okay. Favorite subject in school? Math. Andrew! That's five! Yes. Wow, Andrew, you have five with one, two, three, four to go. Gosh, this is You're gonna, in great shape. It's going to be a classic. This is a classic up 3 1 situation right now. That is true. <laughs> All right. This one's real. This is probably the toughest one. What three sports did he play growing up? And you have to name all three. Basketball, football, um, tennis. Okay, so first of all, great job on tennis. I felt like that was the hardest one. But basketball was not one of the answers. Oh. In fact, it was football and baseball. Okay. And then, of course, tennis. Okay, so now we have three left. You only need one more to prove yourself as an actual Russell Westbrook fan. I'm sweating now. Next question. Who is his favorite sports team? Dallas Cowboys? Andrew? Yeah. That is correct. Yes. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) You made it. So now you're just playing for gravy. It's all gravy from here. I like this. I like this situation now. Yeah. So now you could now you could prove yourself as like a Russell Westbrook expert <laughs> if you could get these last two. Okay, okay. Okay, second to last. What grade in school did Russ first dunk? Shoot. Eighth? Senior year. <laughs> he did not dunk the basketball until he was 17 years old. Yeah, I don't remember that one. All right, last one. Westbrook could have been in the dunk contest his rookie year, but was beaten out in a fan vote by which player? Rudy Fernandez. That is correct. Andrew, yep. you got seven yep. out of ten, technically 12. 
but that's pretty good. <laughs> so if, you, oh, if you're passed. listening at home, yeah, you passed. Whew, close one, right? It was close. <laughs> so that means you're allowed to hate on Westbrook this year because he's on the Rockets. And, okay. and people can't say that you're a hater because obviously you're a huge Westbrook fan. Huge. You just huge. answered 70% of the questions. All right, last team. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, let's do it. All right, our last team for the day, the fifth seed last year, the Utah Jets. Ooh, this is the NBA smart guy team. They are. You know, I was going to, especially, well, we'll get to it. They were 50 and 32 last year. They were another one of these three teams. Their over-under is 54 and a half. So just reiterating, Vegas is saying that the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Clippers are the tops, the cream of the crop mm-hmm. of the Western Conference. Key additions, Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovich. By the way, did you ever did you hear the uh Zach Lowe, the low post with um who's the guy formerly Washington Post now on now at ESPN? Tim Bontemps. Mm-hmm. And he's, he kept saying Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdan. Yeah. Bogdanovich. And Zach Lowe kept correcting him. And you, you could tell that Tim Bont it was bothering him. <laughs> yeah, I did. That was I, great. I really like that. Okay. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, and Ed Davis. Key losses Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, Derek Favors, Kyle Korver, Ricky Rubio, Epe Udo, and Tabo Cephalosha who has not signed with anyone yet, but his wife does not want to live in Utah anymore. <laughs> I learned that. I was trying to figure out if he had signed anywhere. He's not going back to Utah. His wife is not into it. Wow. Yeah. The Rockets should sign him. Like, why, would, yeah. why wouldn't you yeah, sign why? him over Ben McLemore? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And he's played with Russ. And, wait, yeah, he played with Harden. Yeah. He played with Harden. Yeah. Yeah, he started over Harden. He started over Harden. They could yeah. do it again. They could play Russ and Tabo and bring <laughs> bring Harden off the bench. Yes. Bring Nick out of retirement. <laughs> Who else could we get? Well, they got the uh, the the what if Tyson Chandler coming off the bench for them already. Oh my gosh, they do. And when they make this, tr- they can make a trade. They could do a sign and trade <laughs> with the Jazz and also get Jeff Green in the trade. Yeah. Oh, this would be awesome. Okay, we, if that happened, I would watch the Rockets. We, could get, the, the Rockets. we could get the Jazz to wave Jeff Green. He's a minimum deal. Just wave yes. him. And I bet Eric Maynard's hanging out somewhere. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And we could get Earl Watson. to. Uh, he's not doing anything now, right? He's, getting he's pay- not. Getting paid to sit at home by the Suns. Go, go join the Rockets. So what do you think? This is... Uh, they're the same over-under... As the Rockets and the Clippers, mm-hmm. Vegas is saying they're one of the best three teams in the West, which that I agree with. Yeah. It's more of a question of are they going to get to 55 wins? Yeah, over. Give it You're to going me. over. Yeah, there's okay. there's no doubt in my mind. Wow. <laughs> I, think I didn't realize how smart you were. <laughs> Dude, they're going to be so good. You got Mitchell coming into his third season. You bring in Mike Conley, who corrects like everything about this team that was flawed was that like they have ricky rubio and you don't have to guard him and he's like ricky 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 rubio is good like one out of every five games like mike conley's good all the time (laughs) that guy is awesome as long as he stays healthy they're gonna 
be great. And I mean, honestly, you could end up with the top two seeds being Denver and Utah in the Western Conference, just because of like the depth and continuity of both teams. You know, uh, they're going to be great. Bogdanovich is really good, and I know that people are like, I don't oh, know man, about that. That smells like a that smells like a smart guy take to me, Andrew. I don't know. Like you're he's... about to you're about to tell me that he can guard LeBron. <laughs> I don't think he can guard anybody, but I think that. The fact that you can put Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich on the floor together, like you have to guard everybody. And that it's just not been the case with the Jazz in the past. And you know, if if all of the buzz out of Team USA is true about Donovan Mitchell like taking this next step, you're they're gonna be good. And we haven't even I haven't even said the name of their best player, and that's Rudy Gobert. Like that guy. I thought you were going to say Joe Ingles. <laughs> it's Joe Ingles. Like Rudy Gobert is really good. If he's on the court, he provides like a baseline of like a top five defense, period. And he's, I, I think that guy is super good and he's kind of entering his, his prime. He's turned 27. Like he's, I, those are, those are really good players. Mike Conley, Gobert, Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell. All of those guys are very, very good. And then, like, you have, like, the Dante Exum, like, wild card. You've got, like, Jeff Green, who will be good, like, one of every five games. You have Royce O'Neal, who I think is a quality NBA rotation player. You've got guys. And, like, and then, like, they've taken shots on guys like Emmanuel Moutier. Like, I don't know that they expect anything to happen with him. But, like, he and Dante Exum are just kind of these wild card players. Like, maybe we get something, maybe we don't. But, You've got your your top players are very very good, and I think like guys that are kind of underrated, in in a way maybe Mitchell's a little bit overrated at this point. But if if all the Team USA stuff is true, then like he he could be in for a breakout season. Wow, what what a monologue! You just went on in in love of your favorite NBA team, Utah Jazz. <laughs> no, I hate this team. <laughs> I I really want to get to my none one or both, but first, trivia question: The Jazz acquired their two best homegrown players, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, in draft night trades. Mm-hmm. Who were the teams that traded those picks to the Jazz? The Nuggets. Both of them were the Nuggets. Correct, mm-hmm. Andrew. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Uh, we talked about, well, a quick note, if you were going to take the under, which I I feel like you kind of convinced me on the over, but one thing you could say is that Utah lost five of their top 10 in minutes played last season. Mm -hmm. Now they did bring in some legit guys with Conley, Boyan and Ed Davis, I would say, but still they did lose a lot when you consider, especially with like Jay Crowder, Derek Favors, Ricky Rubio. I mean, those were three big minutes guys. Yeah. Favors is Favors is good. Like Favors is really good. And he he will be missed. And Crowder was good for them. Like the Rubio for Conley is just such like a no brainer swap that I don't even consider that. But you do have to think about the forward spot because Bogdanovich is more of a wing and really Ingles is more of a wing than he is like a big guy. And so they need Ed Davis to be as good as everybody thinks that he is. He's the NBA smart guy for me, is Ed Davis. Cause like, he is, yeah. I mean, and 
you said that the Jazz were the NBA smart team, and just the fact that they added Ed Davis to this team—I know—it took it to another level. <laughs> I know, man. It's it does. It's it's at a completely different level because of that. Uh, but yeah, I I think they're going to be awesome, and I think adding a guy they they just struggled to score so much in different spots, and you add Mike Conley and Bogdanovich to a team that's going to be a good defense just because you have Rudy Gobert and Mitchell's a good defender. Like we've seen what this team can do. We saw them dismantle the Thunder, you know, 2 years ago. And you know, they couldn't take care of the Rockets and they needed to make some changes. Like this there are, there are probably too many teams that you could say could make a run to the Western Conference Finals, but like this is one of those teams. Like they they could do it. And to me, it all everything hinges on Mike Conley's health. Like, can he be healthy the whole season? If so, like, I think it's an easy over. If he's not healthy, like, you have to put a ton on back on Donovan Mitchell. And then, who are the other guards that you trust with the ball in their hands besides Mitchell? If Conley's out, that's that's the only thing to me. It's like, oh, that's like you're gonna have to go to Emmanuel Mudiay probably. It's like I don't I don't like that. I don't like the idea of that. But if they can stay healthy, they're going to be awesome. Um, okay. We'll end it on this, which is my none one or both for the Jazz. First, some background. Andrew, can you name the last Utah Jazz All-Star? Oh, boy. Um, Gobert hasn't made an All-Star team, so it was before Gobert. That is correct. It was Gordon Hayward. Hayward, yeah. Yeah. In the 2016-2017 season. So my none one or both is scenario one, the Jazz get one all-star. Mm-hmm. Or scenario two, the Jazz get at least two all-stars. Now you're saying, is that really possible? Andrew, we're about to pick the all-star lineups right now. Okay. Now first, <laughs> you, get th- you get 13 players, okay? Uh-huh. Guys who will not be on the roster, Kevin Durant. Who were on it last year? Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, Clay Thompson. I'm saying Lamarcus Aldridge. Now maybe he makes it, but come on, it's the All Star game. No one wants to watch Marcus Aldridge again. Yeah. Okay, my locks: James Harden, Steph Curry, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard. Those are seven guys. I'm saying are pretty much locks, and then probably locks are Russ. Carl Anthony Towns and Paul George, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. does that all sound good to you? Yeah, we got three that, that guys. That gets us to ten. <laughs> so there's three spots left. Let me read you the list of who I think are like the most likely candidates: mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert. So three Jasmine, mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, Luka Doncic, Draymond Green, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray. Now I would guess that Luka Doncic probably makes it. Mm-hmm. And Draymond, I don't, I don't want to say he's a, a lock, but I feel like he's like the next most likely. Or CJ? No, CJ's not going to make it. Come on. I don't know, man. Okay, he's not going to. He's not. He's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> what about so Zion? So I thought about just adding him in there as for funsies, but yeah, I I mean we could say it. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> so the question is, do you think – I think they get one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They get one. And I, I would, would you guess it's Mitchell? I would guess it's Mitchell. Yeah, because he's more of an all-star kind of guy. So the question is, are they so good that it's just obvious that they deserve two? Yeah, I think, I think it will depend on how good Jamal Murray is. Yeah. Because I think the, the Nuggets are going to win a lot of games, too. And I was kind of being sweet to Devin Booker. I don't really think the Suns are going to be good enough. He's not making the all-star team. That's Although, not- to be fair, like, are the T-Wolves really going to be good enough? But Carl Anthony Towns keeps making it. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah. They win enough games. The T-Wolves win enough games for you to think about them. The Suns have just been that bad where you're like, hey, who cares? Like, but I would, ra- I would rather take De'Aaron Fox over Carl Anthony Towns. I know they don't play the same position, but. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll say the Jazz get two. Wow. Very exciting for them. Very exciting for the Jasmine. <laughs> I think Gobert finally gets an all-star. An all-star oh, poor Mike Conley. It's yeah. Years and years. He's the third best player. Which is Probably, also but- which is also why, like, that's why the Jazz are going to be awesome. It's because their third best player is Mike Conley. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Well, so it sounds like just looking back over what we did today, it sounds like you and I, in terms of the top of the Western Conference, we're kind of thinking, uh, we're going to talk about the Clippers next week, but the top four in some order is probably going to be the Rockets, Jazz, Nuggets, and Clippers. Yes. Of those four teams, where we are right now, who would you take for the number one seed? I'll take the Nuggets for the one seed. Okay. I think I'm going to take the Rockets. I don't blame you. I think that they're going to win a ton of regular season games. I, th- I mean, I think that they're within a, cu- a few games, like two or three games right? than the Nuggets. So, so it's not like a massive difference. I think the Rockets are going to be great. I think they're going to be great. I think, you know, I, I, I think you can start to question them a little bit come playoff time. I'm like, what, what they can actually do. But as far as regular season, like they're going to crush teams. <laughs> they're just going to flat out crush teams. And it's a shame we'll ne- we'll never talk about them. <laughs> we'll never ever talk about we'll them. never never mention them. Won't even pretend they exist. Man, I'm I'm very intrigued to watch them. This this season's going to be so weird, Andrew. Dude, it's going to be so weird. Everything Alre- about it. Already, my summer Twitter Twitter interactions. I'm just I'm getting this feeling like this season I'm holding back because I just have a feeling this season is going to destroy it's going to split the Thunder fan base in a way that even this summer didn't do. Yeah. It's it, going to be weird. It could. But at some point like you could be a Thunder fan and root for another team when your team doesn't do things that when, when the Thunder, like the Thunder, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're really even going to get that close. Um, I think that we're going to be talking more about lottery and development and stuff like that. I think that you can kind of compartmentalize that and root for like a team that's good, right? So, like, what? I feel like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Are you rooting for the Rockets? Is that what you just? No, revealed? no, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I will not root for the Rockets. I'll I feel be, like that's what you just said. I'll. I'll I'll be a I'll be a Nuggets fan this season. Uh, I'm a huge Jeremy Grant guy. You got to do Jeremy Grant trivia for me next week. I'll get them all right. Um, but I feel like 
as a fan, you can do that, don't you think? Without it like splitting the fan base, don't you think? Maybe I'm too. Think, up, maybe I'm too optimistic. I, I do think, but I, I also think it's going to be weird when he comes back to Oklahoma City. It will be weird. I think we're, we're every- gonna we're gonna give him a huge ovation. There's gonna be a video. It's gonna be very sweet. Yeah. But then when the game starts, I feel like there it's gonna be a good game. I'm hoping it's gonna be a good game. <laughs> I know. And I feel like I'm gonna revert to hey, I'm a Thunder fan and I want to beat the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in those instances, sure. It will be weird. What if the Rockets just absolutely destroy the Thunder? What what are the people in I'm very intrigued to see like what do the people in the building do then? You know? I don't know. I mean, I I'll always remember that first Golden State in Oklahoma City game. Yeah. Where Westbrook was like, I'm coming, I'm coming, but meanwhile we lost by a lot of points. And uh and that was really sad. It was like just that. it was heavy, like depressing, sad, like, oh no. Like it felt, I mean, and I know the Thunder beat the Warriors the season after, but it felt like we're never going to beat that team. Like right. just never. <laughs> and this would, this would feel different. I don't know if it'd be much better though, especially when you're watching two of the guys that were on the, you know, like the early Thunder teams. Mm-hmm. It'll be weird, it but like rough. also like in the, it's, it'll be easier than, than that certainly for a lot of reasons. But one is like, you know, the Thunder aren't really trying to be competitive this season. I think they are to a degree, but like they're looking to compete in the next five years and not this year. And so like you can kind of let those things go a lot easier. But even that season, it's like, what are the Thunder gonna do? Like what like how do they get better? How do they get better than this? You know, we were having those conversations up until they got Paul George. Um and it was just like, what, like, where do they go from here? And how do they get better? And like, now it's like, okay, like, we know the long term trajectory of this team is to be good down the road and not this year or even next year. It's how do they begin a, the second era of 10 to 12 years of success? Like, how do they do that? And that's more of what you're looking at rather than like the single games mattered so much even last year and certainly that Kevin Durant I don't know how much like single games will will mean or matter this season you know and I felt like even last season we held I felt like the the health of the fan base and the the sanity of the fan base hung on every single win and loss last season yeah and it'll be it's going to be weird because that pressure has been there for probably 7 8 years it's going to be like lifted because it's like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, yeah, they lost to Indiana, but like that's, this is not what we're doing anyways. And like, you can always lean back on the, we want to win the lottery. <laughs> like if we, we lose these games. Fine. Like I would rather win the lottery. Like I would rather have the third pick or I'd rather have the first, pick. I'd rather have those than this. Like you can always lean back on that before it was like, what are we doing? Like we're the sixth seed now. Like we panic because you have nothing to lean back on whenever you lose. And it's just going to be a different feel. It's going to be weird. It's going to be very fun though. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We're going to make it fun because I think we, we are going to look long-term with our show a lot. 
we're going to have a lottery party. I assume the Thunder will be in the lottery. And so like come May, it was like, was it like May 20th this year? We'll do a lottery party um, for, for everybody and it'll be fun. And then we'll have an NBA draft party and it's, we're going to make it fun, you know, when those times come around and we'll cover it throughout the season in that way and do longer term draft analysis. And, you know, I think the Thunder are going to make a lot of trades this year. I don't think that they'll make a ton of trades before the season starts just because that's not how the NBA typically operates. But I think, you know, I don't know. There's not very many guys on the roster that you'd say, yeah, they're untouchable. Like they wouldn't consider trading that guy. I think there's a lot of guys. I think that you look at Chris Paul, you look at Schroeder, you look at Gallinari, and those are just three guys that you're like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance those guys are not in a Thunder uniform come March. I mean, that's there's a there's a good chance that they at least try to trade them, and there will be hundreds of conversations with those three players between the Thunder and other NBA teams. So there's going to be movement. There's going to be interesting things happening with this team uh, throughout the whole season outside of the court and then on the court it's going to be interesting too just because like what does SGA become this season for this team and what kind of chemistry can he get with Adams and like is Baisley a guy like there's just so many things I feel like that you can look at this season with the Thunder outside of wins and losses that will be very interesting yeah oh it's exciting Andrew it is exciting it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun season in a lot of weird ways and we, I mean, we'll talk about the Rockets and, you know, what happens with them. That will happen just inevitably because this podcast is going to be tied to Russell Westbrook, whether we like it or not. You know, like that's just going to be the nature of it. Uh, okay, I think we're done. We're It's <laughs> a long show. Uh, and I can record as long as I want because my entire family is asleep and I don't have to go anywhere <laughs> but to sleep after this. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. If you've got some time, it would mean a lot to us. Uh, we will talk to you guys again on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>